You're listening to Under a Pile of Books, and I'm your host, Calvin Park. Wow. I had an incredible week of reading this past week. Some great reads. Three that uh, I really uh, was looking forward to this week, uh, and super excited that I got to all three of them. I actually kind of Uh, snuck in even one that I I wasn't sure when I was going to fit it in an arc, and I'm really glad that I did uh, because it turned out to be a very enjoyable read. So I can't wait to talk all about these and a bunch of other stuff with you in this episode. So I want to go ahead and dive into my week in review. So first up is Binti by Nettie Okorafor, and uh, this one is a uh, novella, sci-fi novella, and it is a ton of fun. Uh, Obviously, quick read, and uh, I was talked last week on the podcast about how this was on my list of reads uh, for this week, and it has been on my TBR for quite a while. People talk about uh, the Binti novellas extensively online. A lot of people I know have really enjoyed these, and so it's no surprise to me that I uh, ended up enjoying this. I've been wanting to get to it for quite some time, and uh, I'm glad I did. This is basically uh, the story of an individual, Binti, who uh, leaves behind her her family and, and arguably their expectations and, and really cultural expectations on her to go and attend a university on another planet, okay, Umza University, and she will be the first of her people to uh, attend this university. Um, And what ensues is on her way there, um, she is attacked, or her ship is attacked by the Medusa, which are a, a warlike uh, alien race, or or at least an alien um, somehow a, a warlike might be not the might not be the right term, but an alien race that they have been at war with um, the humans. So. Uh, and I don't want to say anything more because, uh, you know, that that really, that's the setup for the story. Very interesting how things play out. And I think Akorafor has done a really good job of giving us uh, character development for Binti in, you know, a book that clocks in under 100 pages. And nevertheless, we see uh, some good character development there, uh, some really interesting world building, and I love the the everything from the technology to the spaceships to the to the cultures. It's all so well done and so engaging and so unique. And I think you know this is um, uh, this is a book that has been uh, 
referred to me as kind of Afrofuturism. I think it certainly fits that subgenre, and I think it's a great example of where um, Afrofuturism and, frankly, just books, whether it's Afrofuturism or whether it's it's Afrofantasy or whatever, um, the, the, I think we need this in our fantasy because it, it just gives a different perspective, a different cultural perspective on things that is really engaging and really interesting and fun, but also I think just just helpful and good for us to have sort of a, a different perspective than maybe the predominantly Western perspective that has dominated certainly uh, fantasy uh, until recently and uh, perhaps also uh, science fiction uh, until recently. So anyway, Binti really enjoyed that novella. After that, I moved on to an arc that I uh, had of Blightmarked, so thank you to the author, Josh Erickson, for the e-arc of that. And uh, Blightmarked is the third book in the Ethereal Earth series. So this follows Hero Forged and Fate Lashed. And we get to watch the continuing adventures of Gabriel Delling. And, you know, this it's, it's, it's hard to say a whole lot about this because I don't want to potentially spoil Hero Forged or Fate Lashed for those of you who may not have read those, and I know a lot of folks haven't. So first of all, let me start off by saying that this is the series, the Ethereal Earth series, is the series that really got me willing to check out Urban Fantasy. Prior to reading the Ethereal Earth series, the Urban Fantasy I had been exposed to was mostly uh, vampires and werewolves. And I know there are a lot of folks that like those tropes, but, um, you know, basically the Romeo and Juliet of, of vampires and falling in love with werewolves or, or vice versa or whatever just was not doing it for me. And, and Hey, it, it, that does it for other people. That's great. They can read that stuff. It just wasn't doing it for me, but hero forged really opened my eyes to a much broader expanse of urban fantasy. And, uh, so I, I, I love it. Um, it was great. It really sort of drew me in as an uh, epic fantasy uh, sort of preference. My preferences run toward epic fantasy and Hero Forged is, is urban fantasy, but there's a lot of epic stakes to it. And so I, I really enjoyed Hero Forged and Faith Lashed, Blightmarked, uh, right up there with the other two. Um, I really like... We, we're, we're seeing even more of the world, and of course, we're seeing some great character development and, and really some character development in some interesting ways for Gabe, uh, as well as for other characters, uh, side characters, and I really enjoyed that, the character development in Blightmarked. But maybe what I love the most is the uh, antagonists in this book. Um, Erickson does a tremendous job writing antagonists. And it's not that, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that he doesn't do a good job writing protagonists. Those are, those are good too. I, I love Gabe and, and uh, the, the side characters, the, the quote-unquote good guys. But um, the antagonists that 
Josh writes are interesting. They are varied, so not they, they don't all feel the same, and they all have their own motivations that really amount to, um, like, the, all, all of their motivations come from different places, and it's so fascinating to me because you you can see people whose motivations differ enormously and yet they kind of end up on the same side and that just makes it really interesting and I think a lot of fun to read and really engaging it keeps you reading and I'll just say I think that um it, how can I say this without giving like spoilers one of the antagonists in Blightmarked Enoch is I think one of the the best antagonists that that I've seen in my recent reading. He's convincing. Uh, it's he's believable. He is authentic, and yet, you know, he's the antagonist. He's the one that the protagonists are, are, he's, he's stopping the protagonists from doing what they are attempting to do. And it's just so interesting because if the story was just shifted, you know, 90 degrees or something, I could see, uh, Enoch being the protagonist, being the good guy. And I love it when antagonists are written in that way. And I, I, I really think it's, it's very well done on Erickson's part. So really, really enjoyed Blightmarked. Um, so that was, whenever I, I finished Blightmarked, I knew that it had been a good week of reading already, regardless of whatever else I read, because Binti, uh, enjoyed that Blightmarked, love that, uh, and uh, I just cannot recommend the Ethereal Earth series to you highly enough. So please go take a look at that. But then to top off my reading for the, the week, I went ahead and um, I had received approval for an e-arc from NetGalley. So thank you to NetGalley and the publisher for my arc of The Seventh Sun. Now, The Seventh Sun is by uh, Lainey Forbes, and I believe this is her debut. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I am, I am 99% sure that this is her review or excuse me, her debut. And this is just so much fun, interesting, engaging world. So this is, um, it's a young adult, uh, book and, I uh, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. This has got uh, it's based on sort of Mesoamerican, particularly Aztec. Though I think there are, there's a little bit of maybe borrowing from from other um, Maya and uh, South American uh, traditions and and uh, sort of myths and whatnot. But I really love the world building in this and. We don't get, in my opinion, enough fantasy with roots or borrowing from or inspired by uh, Mesoamerican cultures. I think Mesoamerican cultures are really interesting and that they've got some fascinating myths. And I think it, it is an area that is ripe for um, really 
for being used to to enrich uh, all sorts of novels, but but obviously it lends itself particularly to to fantasy. And you know, we've seen a lot of Asian inspired fantasy in recent years, which I am so thankful for because I think most of it has been really, really great. Some of my favorite reads from the past couple of years have been Asian inspired fantasies. Uh, but I'm, I'm really hoping that we see more and more Mesoamerican inspired fantasies as well. And the seventh son certainly does a great job with that. So I, I, I really enjoyed this uh, characterization very, very well done. So uh, it's fairly tightly plotted. We really only have two viewpoints. There's a major viewpoint and then a viewpoint we see less often. And uh, it's it's really, uh, I think both of the characters are well fleshed out. They're believable. I, like I said, I love the world building and sometimes it's done so subtly. Just you know, a, a, a half a sentence of description here about headdresses or a sentence there uh, about, you know, the, the food that they're eating or just these sorts of things. It, it's done very subtly, but it builds this whole picture. You're not, this is not a book where you're going to find paragraphs and paragraphs of kind of an info dumped world building, but it's done very carefully and very authentically it just feels like it, it feels normal and so you're just immersed in this world and it's really cool there's also a neat magic system that is uh, and as you might expect from a fantasy that is inspired by aztec myths and culture the magic is blood magic okay so it, it, there there's a need to uh, shed blood in order for one to do magic and magic's pretty limited it's, it's limited to kind of the the noble families that's really what makes them noble uh really really um fun with, with with that and and just as an as an element of the world building and i'll also say i think this one has some great ruminations on religion and and faith and what we use religion for and how we understand religion and, and just kind of all of that stuff. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it quite a bit. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm interested to see in subsequent books where that element of the story goes. Cause I, I think that talking, uh, using fantasy to talk about religion and spirituality is something that, I think fantasy can lend itself to very well. And sometimes fantasy hasn't always lended itself to that. And it hasn't always, I think sometimes it's just made assumptions about, about that, that maybe don't play out completely. But it, it, this book, the seventh son by, by Lenny Forbes really does great, a great job with it. So uh, I, I definitely, definitely enjoyed that part. I will warn you, there is a bit of a cliffhanger, so be prepared for that. Um, and oh, oh, and there is this awesome kind of uh, goth princess in it, and she is the bomb, and she's one of the side characters, and just really well done. So a lot that I liked about this one, um, I will have a kind of my, my typical full written review in a week or maybe two. Uh, this book comes out 
toward the end of February. So this needs to be on your radar. If anything that I've said sounds interesting, you like fascinating magic systems, Mesoamerican inspired fantasy, um, fantasy that touches on religion, or, hey, there is a pretty cool side character who is like a goth princess. So if any of those things appeal to you, you should pick up this book and uh, definitely give it a shot. So comes out toward the end of February, The Seventh Sun. I really enjoyed it. And you will uh, have my, my written review for that uh, on Fantasy Book Review and Goodreads and all that stuff a little bit closer to release date on that. But definitely put it on your radar if it isn't already. And in fact, I think I saw on Twitter the author is... Uh, running a like pre-order gifts uh, giveaway kind of thing. So that is uh, at Lanny Forbes, L-A-N-I-F-O-R-B-E-S. Check her out on uh, Twitter. And I think her pinned tweet right now as of this recording is about this uh, pre-order giveaway. So if you pre-order it, definitely go check out that as well. So... Great time with that. Definitely worth your time. All three of these, Binti, Blightmarked, and The Seventh Sun. Like I said, a great week of reading. Really had a great time. And I hope that you pick up at least one of those. Um, Blightmarked comes out in March. The Seventh Sun toward the end of February. Binti is available now. So whatever you uh what whatever whichever of those strikes your fancy most go pre-order or if it's binti pick it up now and enjoy because all three of them are definitely worthy of your time all right so that has been what i have read this past week like i said a great week of reading on deck i have another arc for another book that comes out later in february and let me just say february well, I'll get to that in a second, but uh, this this book comes out a little later in February uh, as well, and this is um, Master of Sorrows by Justin T. Call, and uh, this is one I've been looking forward to. This is this has I should be clear for those of you who are in the UK and perhaps elsewhere. Uh, this book is already out. It has been out actually almost for a year. Uh, however, its U.S. release is coming up here in February. I think the 25th of February is the U.S. release. So first of all, this is a different experience for those of us in the U.S. because normally we get the books first and it's everyone else who's waiting. So in this case, we've had to wait. So I've seen some great reviews for this. Uh, some of my, some of you uh, who, you know, I, I follow and whatnot on Twitter or your blogs or wherever else you have reviewed this. Um, and I've been interested in it for well over a year now. So I, I have an arc of it and it has been, I've actually had the arc for a while and just haven't had the chance to, to get it to the top of my TBR. It's finally at the top of my TBR. I'm going to be reading it this coming week. So really looking forward to that. And I'll have more to say on that next week. There are a few upcoming releases I wanted to make sure that I mentioned. The first of those comes out on Monday, February 3rd. So possibly by the time you are listening to this podcast, it will already be out depending on when you listen to it. But uh, this is 
That book is Moon Tangled by Stephanie Burgess. And this is a novella. It's uh, follows, it's, it's the story of um, two of the side characters from her Harwood spell book series. All right. So it's not the main characters. This one follows uh, Juliana and Caroline, I think, uh, following the events of Thornbound. So Moon Tangled, I'm looking forward to it. Um, coming out, ebook and paperback, February 3rd. Um, definitely, if you've read the other Harwood Spellbook uh, novels and enjoyed them, I think this one will probably be up your alley. I have not read it yet. It is on my list. Master of Sorrows is like over 500 pages. So it's, it's a sizable book. If I get the chance, I want to try to get to moon tangled this week as well, but because it's much shorter novella. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know if that'll happen or not. Anyway, moon tangles coming out this week. Also on the 4th of February, the ebook for age of death by Michael J. Sullivan releases. This is the fifth book in his Legends of the First Empire series. And the first three books I enjoyed very much. Had a good time with those. I have not yet read Age of Legend. I've had it, the hardcover, for like six months. I haven't read it yet. Actually, probably more than that. I haven't read it yet. I need to, so then I can read Age of Death, uh, which I also have the hardcover for. So, um... (laughs) Uh, anyway, I need to, I need to get to those, but, uh, the ebook is coming out on, on the fourth. And I think then the hardcover releases either the fourth or the 11th or something like that, but that's coming out as well. Now, let me just say that this entire month of February is crazy with releases. Um, it actually starts a little slow this week with only two now. There are far more than two books releasing, don't get me wrong, but just ones that are on my radar. Uh, I have Moon Tangled and I have Age of Death. After that, there are a whole bunch that are on my radar. There is no way, even if I only read new releases in February, just the books that released in February, I would never keep up with all the ones that are on my radar. So uh, that is on the one hand, super exciting. And on the other hand, kind of disappointing. So there are a lot of great books releasing this month or, or books that are sound really interesting to me. So, you know, just, Hey, keep your eye out. uh, And I'll be talking about uh, many of them here on the podcast as the month goes by. So anyway, this week on my radar releases Moon Tangled by Stephanie Burgess and Age of Death by Michael J. Sullivan. In the news, something big that I want to talk about. And this week, finally announced officially out there with, with more detail and everything. Uh, Devin Madsen has signed a seven book deal with orbit, which I am so excited for her. Um, Devin wrote is the author of we ride the storm, which is out now from orbit, uh, in ebook, the physical version of that, um, will release later on in the year, I think in June, 
But the ebook is out. You can go to Amazon, wherever, get it right now. We Ride the Storm by Devin Madsen. It is a great novel. I read this back in 2018 when it was uh, when it, it was a initially an entrant in Spiffbo and then a semifinalist and then eventually a finalist in Spiffbo uh, for that year. I absolutely loved it. It is a great, great book. Um, characters engaging and authentic and there's so much character development that happens and, and you really feel like you're in the characters' heads. Um, it's written from first-person perspective, but three you get three different viewpoints, which really gets you in the characters' heads so well. Um, so I loved that about it. Uh, really interesting cultural stuff, especially with the Levante. Uh, just cool, cool stuff that Devin is doing. I'm so, so glad for her. So congratulations to Devin on her, her deal with Orbit. I think four of these books, I think four of the seven are the series that We Ride the Storm Begins. And then I'm not sure what the other three are, um, but... Wishing Devin all the best. It's a great book. Go get We Ride the Storm. Go pick it up from Orbit. Go read it. Uh, even if you've already read the uh, self-published version back in the day or whatever, you know it's awesome. Go buy it from Orbit. Convince them that that Devin is just amazing because she is and uh, her book is amazing. So you you go get that. Go read it. Uh, if you haven't read, read We Ride the Storm yet, you absolutely should. Uh, it's out now. Check it out. And um, again, super excited for Devin with her uh, seven book deal with Orbit. That's, that's really awesome. So uh, congrats to her. Also, I uh, was able to watch this week uh, when it dropped the second episode of Star Trek Picard. It's still awesome. Still enjoying it. Uh, Plenty of Easter eggs in this one, much like the first one. I I like what they're doing. You know, you can just step into Picard. I really think if you had not, you know, maybe you caught an episode or two of Star Trek The Next Generation or you kind of know from the zeitgeist what Star Trek is, but you've not watched anything, you can probably step into Star Trek Picard and not miss much. But they are giving plenty of Easter eggs to those who know TNG well and, uh, you know, uh, those who maybe followed uh, other Star Trek series as well. Um, There's definitely uh, Easter eggs in there. So enjoy that. All right. uh, Just... A quick housekeeping kind of item. We've got an upcoming interview this week. I'm really excited. Uh, You'll get to hear my interview with Stephanie Burgess. Uh, I've already mentioned Moon Tangled. Uh, So her Harwood Spellbook series is one that I've really enjoyed. And uh, I get to talk to her about that. We have a great time talking about... um, romance in fantasy and fantasy in romance. Uh, We talk about uh, some of her books, some of what she really loves writing, some of how she did the world building uh, for uh, her uh, Harwood Spellbook series, some of her middle grade novels we mentioned briefly. So just a really fun, fun discussion with her. Um, so definitely keep your eyes open for that one. It will be dropping sometime this coming week. Really looking forward to getting that into your hands so you can uh, can enjoy that. And uh, if you haven't heard of Stephanie before, um, I think uh, listening to her interview, you'll definitely be intrigued and, and want to go pick up some of her stuff. So 
Wow. So a lot to talk about uh, this uh, this week in this episode. Thank you so much for sticking with me uh, here uh, to the end of this episode. And for all of those of you who have subscribed and, and who listen regularly, I appreciate you so much. Uh, thank you and happy reading. Thank <sharp inhale> you.